You're listening to the Rotten Gems Podcast. A show where three dudes talk about movies we love. That critics thought should take a permanent trip to Moron Mountain. Let's get rotten. If you're still listening, whether it's on purpose or you and a friend went out to golf and as your friend reached down to grab his ball, he got sucked into the hole into another dimension and then you just carried on with your everyday life as if nothing ever happened. But before you left, you picked up your friend's phone and saw that it mysteriously landed on this Rotten Gems podcast. So you decided to give it a listen? Well, we thank you. And who exactly is we? I think it's time I introduce you to my co-hosts. From Arizona State, I... Keenan. And from Arizona State. Five seconds. Marcus. And I'm Brett. And just so you know, Marcus, when we told you you had to say your height before, we were hazing you. You don't have to tell people that. <laughs> But today is a very special episode because we are joined by our special guest, friend of the pod. Welcome, our special guest, John. Thank you, John, thank where you. are you from? Where are you residing from? What's your what's your stats? Uh, well, first off, happy to be here, guys. And Phoenix, Arizona, size six seven. He a tall bitch. Size six. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. John, John is a size six seven. Yep. All right, so happy to be back, guys. It's been some time. Um, sorry, I just I was making some food, and the microwave just took forever. But I'm glad that we're back. H- how you guys been? How's how's life treating you? I've been sitting here the whole time, just waiting. Your hair is much longer than the last time I saw you. Well, I've been sitting here the entire time. No time to shave. <laughs> no time for a haircut. I haven't brushed my teeth. Just dedication. Just, just this guy bleeds commitment. That's all we'll say. But if you are here joining us, um, you're joining us because you saw the episode title or the description, or you just love us so much. Um, today we're talking about the 1996 hit, hit question mark classic question mark. You decide. Not all the same. It's the 1996 film Space Jam, starring Michael Jordan and Wayne Knight. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to, um, for some reason, um, just know that we are about to give spoilers for a 1996 movie. All right, so the reason we're talking about Space Jam tonight, fellas, is that it didn't do so well with critics. Um, It landed a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 63% from fans. And that uh, that translated to a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb out of a whopping 192,000 reviews. That is 6.5 dropped anvils, 6.5 fake wall-painted tunnels, or 6.5 bottles of Mike's secret stuff out of 10. So, Keenan, Marcus, and John, when did you guys first see this movie? Walk walk me through when you guys first saw this movie and what life was like in good old 1996, or whenever you did see it. Ooh, 1996. That was a prime year for me. Um, I mean, this is back in the days where you could wear Looney Tunes on your clothing. 
and be considered cool. Uh, now that I do it, people look at me weird. Uh, but I, I remember seeing this movie uh, at, at a friend's house. I can't remember. Hmm. Wait, was that was that you, Marcus? Um, uh, you know my memory's a little foggy, but I do remember seeing it with a a little bearded seven year old. What <laughs> <laughs> was that you? Oh yeah, beard since very very early in life. Just Not came birth. Out the That's womb. ridiculous. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be ridiculous, Brett. Nobody comes out of the womb with a beard. Uh, I mean, if there's but, anybody that would, yeah, it would that be Keenan or John. What sure, about you, John? When, when did you see? <laughs> what about you, John? When did you <laughs> see this movie first? Um. Well, this movie is, holds a special place for me, so I'm excited for us to be able to talk about it. I saw this in the movie theaters in the beginning, and then multiple times at home. You know, grew up playing basketball, so this movie hits a little different. For me, um, but yeah, it was a, yeah. It's good memories. And in the '90s, what a time to be alive for basketball! Mm-hmm. Can you like just think of all the names in basketball during that time? Outside of Jordan, Jordan is goat. I, I don't care if people out there think LeBron is goat. I 100% disagree. The game was different back in the '90s. You played aggressive. Now, if you get touched, it's go to the, the foul line. But like Jordan in the nineties, that's prime. Come at me. Hey guys, I just want to let you know this was our way of tricking Brett into a sports podcast. <laughs> Got so, you. It's so funny, you guys. I was just gonna say, so nineteen ninety six, right? I was four years old when this movie came out. Um, I can't remember the first and no time beard. Yeah. No beard today even, but uh thanks for reminding me. No uh, change there. <laughs> but I can't remember when I first saw this this movie, but but like I mentioned before on the on the pod here, but uh, I had maybe five, ten VHS movies to my name as a child, and I had a TV in my room as a kid that didn't have cable, but I had a VCR. So if I wanted to watch something in the room, it was one of my just small collection of movies on repeat. And this was one of those movies that I had. I even got the the edition that came with the little coin. I don't know if you guys had that. Like you had like the Toon Squad on one side and the Monstars on the other. That was like my prized possession. And I wish I still had that. That sounds I don't know awesome. how much that thing sells for now, but I'm, I'm kind of scared to look it up. Um, also, like Pokemon cards, what were we doing? Like what? if I could go back to my, kid, my childhood self and be like, don't open that, save it. I would be a millionaire. But that's, that's another discussion. Um, but at the ripe age of uh, a child, um, you, I still didn't have all my interests fledged out yet, and I didn't know that I wasn't a sports guy yet. <laughs> so when I watched this movie, I was obsessed with it, and I was like, oh, this is so good. I love all these guys who I whose sports names I know, but not because I know watch sports, because I've seen this movie so many times. So I'm really glad that we're having this discussion um, from both perspectives today, from the sports guys and the not sports guy. Um, so I don't yeah, think you know yet. I, I think you still might be deciding if yeah, you're a sports guy. You this is a just a phase. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely was not in the sports when I was really into this movie. And you know what? It just took a little bit, a couple decades. <laughs> now I'm totally in the sports. 
just I, I mean but here's some the of thing, us are like, late bloomers yeah. Th- that's time. fair yeah that's fair i'm just i am not into sports right now whereas as a child i just didn't know if i was into sports so i just approached everything with casual optimism so that that'll that'll come out in our discussion today um but for those that haven't seen space jam or you just needed a little refresher um a quick synopsis uh in a desperate attempt to win a basketball basketball match and earn their freedom <laughs> the looney tunes seek the aid of retired basketball champion michael jordan which just reading that synopsis seems like a, just a dream that somebody would have you know, when you wake up and then you try to explain your dream to someone and it makes absolutely no sense. Um, so, I, I don't know about the you guys, but... The Looney were there. Michael, <laughs> Michael Jordan, Jordan was there. Uh, <laughs> and they Newman were was there. <laughs> Bill Murray. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but this is right on par with the weird weird dreams that I can have sometimes. But uh, That's a discussion for another day. Hey, write them down. Make some movies, apparently. I, I guess I need to, right? Um, I'd write mine but, down, but those would be in a appropriate <laughs> category. Movie's a movie. <laughs> oh, you're a producer? Yeah, yeah. What kind of movies? Just movies. It just depends on the studio you yeah. want to, right? Yeah, yeah. So before we jump in, fellas, um, I guess I, I kind of, you know, we've, we've talked about it a little bit already, but want to gauge your reactions going into this movie. Um, were you excited to restart the movie, or was this something you were dreading? Somewhere in between, what what are we feeling here, John? Let's start with you. So I kind of had dual feelings on this. I was very excited to watch it again because I do love this movie, but I was also a little scared and apprehensive to watch it again to make sure that I don't feel different about it because it's one of those nostalgic movies that you're like, man, I can reference it all the time, and I love it, and you're like. Am I really gonna like it now? So I was a little bit of both. A little, little bit of both. Totally. Marcus, what you got? Well, uh, to be fair, I, I watched this movie probably I don't know, four or five months ago with my kids because that other the new one was coming out. And so I wanted to watch this one with them. So I kinda already had an idea um of how I would like it or not. Um so- but yeah, either way, I was I was excited to see it again. Speaking of, did you guys all watch the new one, or are you not watching it? No, I did Negative. watch it. You did watch it. You're and the only I one did that not that like it. it. <laughs> see, I'm not a I LeBron James it. fan. Marcus thinks LeBron is the goat, though. So no, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a LeBron James. Get him, Brett. Talk sports ball with him. I mean, I mean, to be fair, maybe back in the day when I, if I was old enough to really care, I maybe wouldn't be a Michael Jordan fan either. Charles Barkley was a Yeah, just because as a Suns fan, crushed our dreams. But I was too young to really care about it at the time. So I like Michael Jordan. All right, opinions about basketball stars aside, Keenan, what did you what did you think going into this movie? Uh, so it's kind of similar to Marcus. I mean, I have my kids, so I watch a lot of these kid movies, and I don't know. I, coming back to this one, I was a little nervous just because it is an older movie. It's live action. 
mixed with the animation. Uh, and, and I just kept thinking about like the the bunny in the movie, how he wears the red overalls and the blue bow tie and the yellow gloves. And, and I thought it was going to be weird that like they're trying to figure out who murdered this animator producer. And I, I don't know. I, I couldn't figure out why this was a kid's movie. Oh, um, that's some bad news, Keenan. I think you may have watched the wrong movie, bud. No, live action with animation <laughs> starring a rabbit. Is that that Brad Pitt movie? Cool World. so it's funny you actually brought up that movie because i do have something to talk about when it comes to that in a in a a little bit um so we'll we'll table that it took me so long to figure out what movie you were actually referencing (laughs) um but I'm also right in the same boat. Like I, I remember absolutely loving this movie. Again, when when I was a child, I did not have my choice in what I could watch. So naturally, every movie I owned was equally the greatest movie in the world. But also, I as an adult realize I'm not like married to the Looney Tunes or sports ball in any way. So I was like, all right, this is going to be a bumpy ride. So. You're going to be married to one of them at the end of this podcast. That's, that's what I'm We're saying. excited about it. That's what I'm saying, right? All right. With that, guys, I think it's time to jump into our scene-by-scene of the movie here. Um, starting with the opening scene here. Uh, right away, we're met with R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly. What do you guys think about that song? And did it have as much of an appearance in your childhood as it did in mine? Oh, oh, absolutely. My middle school dances? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I, I remember having the soundtrack as a kid, and I loved it. Every song in this movie is a banger. 100%. Soundtracks in the 90s were the best. Yeah, this, this, like, so the R. Kelly song, great. That's not even the best opening song. It's the one that follows right after the, the, scene <laughs> yeah. the beginning. But um, I don't know about you guys, but and and I I feel like you know we all, we all went to school before the internet, but there was always like this network of of things that kids all knew from no matter what school you went to. Like somehow, like it for me, the things that were like Bible for kids were how to draw that weird S thing. You guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Super uh, S. S. Mm-hmm. The Griffin <laughs> Super S. Uh, the fact that Marilyn Manson removed one of his ribs, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the old yeah. high school. <laughs> but uh, the third one that kept coming up, and I would sit like the first parody song I ever made was like, or I ever knew of was like one sung to me by kids on the playground. And it was the R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly. And I sung that because I thought it was hilarious to people that I didn't go to school with and everyone knew it. So let me read off the the lyrics to you. And I say read off, but I'm saying them from memory. I believe I can fly. I got shot by the FBI. All I wanted was a chicken wing and a Whopper from Burger King. Did you guys hear that parody song in school? Please tell me. Yes. I don't know how. Not me. Not yeah. you. Oh, you guys sorry, Mr. School, private right? school. I, I didn't hear it either. <laughs> All right, if if you're listening and you heard that, or I definitely your own didn't version, go to private school. Please let us know. 
I don't want I don't want people to think that I'm yeah. a rich guy. Mr. Richie Rich over here yeah. going to his private yeah. school, driving around in his rocket car, going home to his gold mansion. I grew up in the ghettos of Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Uh, All right, yeah, but I couldn't I couldn't talk about that song and not bring that gem up. Uh, but it cuts to a young Michael here playing basketball after midnight when his dad comes out. Um, and I have to say, most supportive dad ever. Like I don't know about you, but if my parents caught me outside playing basketball, being loud after midnight, I would get my ass beat. Hey, what are you doing out right now? Get inside. <laughs> yeah. Until he saw him make two shots in a row, and then he's like. Dollar signs in the eye. You can see the actor's look too. He's like, what? He's like, all right, maybe fifteen more minutes. Yeah, but then the dad roasted him. He's like, oh yeah, basketball's all right. Baseball's a real sport. Yeah, and and you know we we talk about basketball a lot, but you know MJ was a true baseball star, so. Um, that was a, that was a, I made a sports <laughs> joke, guys. Oh my god! <laughs> I had to look up because yeah. I was curious what his batting average was while he played baseball. He batted a two oh two. That's not great. <laughs> that is a number. That's that is low. <laughs> okay. Is, uh, he hit the ball two hundred and two times. Nice. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> Out of a thousand. Hey. <laughs> Thanks. I like to think you guys are rubbing off on me. It's true. He's a sports fan. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Uh, Good job. Thank you. But then we get to probably the greatest you know, opening song of all time, right? The Space Jam theme song. And I forgot how much I love that song. So hearing it again was amazing, right? And oh, yeah. I mean the the whole like opening credits, this like the montage thing, hyped you up. It also yeah. <laughs> gives you a seizure, but <laughs> it hypes you up. <laughs> I paused the movie just to go watch his documentary on Netflix again, The Last Dance, and then I went so back good. to the movie. I mean, that was probably the appropriate time, right? Since it's just advancing throughout his whole career, basically during that. <laughs> it's like watching. Star Wars and that uh, machete order or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if you didn't know who Michael Jordan was, you could just watch that and be like, oh, he's really good at basketball. All right. That's yeah, all he likes to dunk the ball. Yeah. <laughs> or like, or like if you've never heard of Michael Jordan and you'd be like, wow, they like, they really committed to this role. They like took photos of this guy as he was aging all these years <laughs> like for this movie. Wow. Good, good job, studio. Just one thing for the opening too is that, if you just like basketball or Michael Jordan, you're already sold on this movie with the song as well. You're like, this is going to be the greatest movie of all time. And I think that's pretty special. Now, are you saying this in 2021 or 2022? Sorry. Oh, I'm not used to that. Wow. Or as a child. Both. Even watching it now, you're like, this yeah. is this is amazing. Like Marcus said, it pumps you up and you're just like, well, I'm going to like this movie already. It's just Michael Jordan. Personally, I was ready to jam. And slam, even, yeah. Uh, all right, but then we meet our antagonist of the movie, which I did not realize as a child that that was Danny DeVito. Um, so that was amazing. I, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Danny DeVito. How did I not realize that? I also didn't know who Danny DeVito was as a kid. Despite him being in three of the movies I owned, 
<laughs> this one, he was uh, Phil in Hercules and Matilda. How did I not put that together? <laughs> I was gonna say the penguin. Yeah, he was the really penguin. Pe- no, penguin yeah. too. Yeah, and throw him off on the train. Different. Movie Welcome movie. to the yeah. Danny DeVito podcast. <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Let's do that. <laughs> we just tackle a new Danny DeVito thing every week. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm so there for that. He's in an episode of Friends as a stripper. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. He's in my dreams. <laughs> He's in all of our dreams. <laughs> He's uh, in all of our hearts. <laughs> Don't say that because that makes it sound. I was like, like "Wait, did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> when did that yeah. happen?" <laughs> yeah, uh, but it comes to Danny DeVito uh, saying, "You know, he's the customer is always right," as he's being his little executive self there. And I don't know why, but like twenty twenty two me was like, "Ugh, like, like that made me cringe." Like I, I feel like that is a very, uh, for lack of a better term, boomer mentality. <laughs> Like the customer is huh. always right. Oh, do you want to clock in? You you can come work here. Like, I I know that we're out of stock of something. You don't know that, so I don't know. I just feel like that 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 uh, mindset is outdated, personally. Um, but then he talks about wanting some new attraction for his theme park that the kids are starting to hate. People don't like it. It's not cool. It's not it's not hip enough. What do you guys think? He They're does? dying on rides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah, like that... the fucking rides. <laughs> They're about like to be murdered on them. That kid gets slammed off the roller coaster, and he's like, "This place sucks." I would have been like, "Take me to a hospital." <laughs> this place is lame, Dad. I should have definitely been maimed on there. Uh, I I couldn't remember. Like, I was anticipating, I was like, okay, I remember he wants them for the theme park ride, but I couldn't remember how we went from, we need new attractions to bring us to Looney Tunes, and they literally just show them on TV, and he's like, yeah, bring me them, and I was like, that's kind of unrealistic, but then I stepped back and thought about it, and it's totally not. How many, like, TV executives or, like, producers and stuff do you see now will see, like, some hip trend on TV, and they're like, ah, yeah. Or social media. It's all yeah, driven do, by social media right now. Do the TikTok dance on our ad. They love it. Like, I think Wendy's did, like, a meme in one Burger of their King commercials. Did, I think, right? Burger, Burger King, King that's what it was, The King yeah. does, like, a TikTok dance. Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, uh, this is, like, sadly on point to how it would work. And Don't worry. We're going to do the mask Singer. Then we're going to do the mask Dancer. Then we're going to do another <laughs> song about being masked and dancing and singing at the same time. They're completely different shows, guys. What could go wrong? But then, um, so we, we now know that they have a mission to pick up the Looney Tunes. So how do they get to the Looney Tunes? So if you're if you're like me, you're wondering where the Looney Tunes live, right? Um, Not look anymore. No fu- look no further <laughs> than apparently under the ground of a Piggly Wiggly grocery store. Is that a grocery store? We don't have those here. Uh, in New York, apparently, under the parking lot. That is where Looney Tunes live. So if we have any New York listeners and you can confirm that, please let us know. Um, so then they arrive, the aliens arrive in the Toon world. Um, after watching all of the Looney Tunes on TV and have a hard time identifying Bugs Bunny for some reason. <laughs> uh, so I didn't really I think about that. that. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're looking for Bugs Bunny. I just saw him on TV five minutes ago, but I don't know what he looks but like. But 
to be fair, uh, sometimes Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd have a hard time identifying Bugs Bunny when they're chasing him. And no, that's that's true. They live there with him. I'll, I mean, I'll he puts those glasses with the mustache and the nose on. <laughs> He's a completely different guy. Where, where, or yeah, that sexy go? lady dress or whatever <laughs> yeah. people do sometimes. Who is this sexy bunny here? Don't, uh, don't quote me on that. Quote me on that. I don't care. Um, oh, we'll be quoting on that <laughs> a little bit later in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we definitely will. I have some notes for that, too. <laughs> I know. We're all talking about the same thing. We're all thinking it here, guys. <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, like during the scene, uh, you know, it's 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 setting up the stage. It cuts to Michael being on the baseball field and everyone just being so happy to be around him, like even the opposing team helping him out. <laughs> that scene is so good because it, it, I I feel like that's how people truly act around somebody like Michael Jordan, especially at that time. Oh, I would for. Hundred percent. You know, before the internet and before all that stuff, and Michael Jordan is just like mega celebrity. I would have had a T set up for Michael Jordan to come in and just <laughs> smash dingers off of. So I guess I got to ask you guys then where, where the line is because if you're Michael Jordan and the pitcher or the catcher is like literally telling you what ball is going to come next and you miss it anyway and you go home and you watch the news report about yourself that says you suck. Like, can you be handed anything else that would make you better at baseball? Like, at what point? Like, for me, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not meant for this," and I would have quit right there. Where, where's the line? Uh, they could have handed you steroids. <laughs> oh, that's fair. We haven't really explored that option. I was gonna say, if you quit, though, that's why you're not Michael Jordan. Yeah, he doesn't quit. He's that's that fair. Winner. Yeah, no, that's fair. Up mentality. until me quitting, people have a very hard time telling if I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> seen double here yeah. for michael jordan's that was a a cool part of the movie though is that they actually i feel like he was flaunting for everybody and kind of making fun of how his life really was and so it was watching it now i appreciate that scene way more than i did back then because i feel like it was deeper then yeah, that definitely picked up more there than like I I did as a kid for sure, and and that goes to the uh, the whole movie, um, and we'll we'll talk about that. But then we meet a uh, Stan who you know is becomes Mike's right hand man whether he likes it or not. Um, Newman. Newman. Yeah. I still think, I still, I still think about Newman's death. <laughs> uh, I still think about his death all the time, and it and it, it saddens me. What? Um, but. With, uh, Did Wayne Knight die? Yeah, I was going to say, what the fuck? Is everybody died. <laughs> okay, okay, to me, he is he is the guy who died uh, uh, in dress. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, what are you saying right now? Did I not know that Wayne no, Knight died? <laughs> I don't know him as Wayne Knight, okay? <laughs> I just watched Seinfeld the other day. You were fine. <laughs> that, was, that was the first thing is like what Seinfeld quote was he doing I was like wait they never say that yeah. <laughs> onto Jurassic Park yeah 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 okay Wayne Knight has some range is what we're saying is this a Wayne Knight podcast guys <laughs> I just want to say right now that I googled Wayne Knight because I was afraid that <laughs> he, he was died 
as of right now, he is still alive. 66 years old. And he's also 5'7". <laughs> Just want oh. to put that out there. Okay, bros. Like, Winter Essex Park, everyone always had like their, like, oh, the, the dinosaur they feared the most. Uh, mine was the one that killed him. That little tiny thing. <laughs> I don't even know what that's called. Was that like a dil- dil- dildo story? <laughs> sounds, sounds right. It starts yeah. with a D. I don't remember. Shoots dildo stuff at you. Kills you. Yeah. Dildo spittersaurus? Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but Stan brings Mike home, um, and this is where we see his kids watching the uh, the broadcast. And his shockingly I, tiny house. I was going to say, yeah. this is where the movie gets the most unrealistic. Is how Michael Jordan lives in a regular house with in neighbors the, in the middle of the suburb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I so. Mean, now, 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 hear me out here. What I don't know the teams was the team that he was the baseball team he was on. Was that a fake team for the movie? It might be a, like uh, a double A or a triple A. Yeah, it's a minor league team. Yeah, I was gonna. So, it had an actual MLB patch on the on the arm. Yeah. It's so, the real. I'm guessing player, it was, yeah. So, is it common for players to like maybe buy a smaller house or something where they're playing? Not if you're Michael Jordan. Don't. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's common for minor league baseball players to probably not own houses. I don't live in they they that's, that's true. Yeah, I mean, live in hostels that they don't even. Exist. I mean, we we already know MJ's got that basketball money, so he can just buy a house if it's temporary for sure. He's got that. McDonald's money, that Hanes money, that Nike's money. Yeah. Gatorade. 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 (laughs) Just everything, Everything. But also, keep in mind, it's 1996. He's not buying a house in 2022. So it was very affordable back then, that's for sure. And who knows how long he had that house before then, so... There's that. That's yeah, I don't, I don't see him having neighbors. House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine that that's literally his doghouse <laughs> for the rest of his life. Also, have you guys ever in your, like, honestly, in your life, not on TV, not in movies, have you ever seen a doghouse? Yeah, yeah, we had we had a dog. I, house made, I have never seen a dog house in person, let alone one that had the dog's name on it. Yeah, Charles. it didn't look that nice. But I'm not <laughs> burn. I'm not Michael Jordan Rich. <laughs> Sick burn on the Charles Barkley. Was nicer than my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, that was that was rough. rough. I don't know if that was an insult or an honor. Like that was on accidental. one hand, I'd be I'd be uh, happy that I got a dog named after me, but also yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> That dog was a knucklehead. Not right after you just, <laughs> not right after he just beat you in the NBA Finals. Oh, still sports, hurts. Sports references. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so then we cut back to the kids watching the broadcast. Uh, your dad sucks. We get it. Uh, Michael doesn't like to hear that for some reason. Turns into cartoons. And then he's like, there you go. And then he leaves. And then there's an emergency tune meeting called. So the the tunes have to leave the show, which implies that all cartoons are live. Um, to then go learn about these invaders 
who want to take them back and take them to be slaves. But quick-thinking Bugs Bunny uh, puts a stipulation in the rule book that he just invented that they need to have a chance to defend themselves. And my biggest complaint with this is you could have just written anything in the book. Uh, Hi, we're here to take you. Oh, you can't. It says so in the book. And it's it just illegal says, no, to can't. take us. <laughs> yeah, you, you, no, you can't. <laughs> you could probably actually find that in a book, an actual book. You cannot kidnap people. And then they see that and they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally, for sure. It is in the book. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I would have chosen something to fight them in that I actually already did. Like, to nobody played basketball out of all of them. So, I don't know why that would have been the choice. But I mean, what, one what of them you guys does have play picked? basketball. If, we'll if you get challenge... back to her later. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for sure. If you guys could pick anything to challenge the Monstars, who are not the Monstars yet, but the Monstars in, what so, would you have challenged them? So now or 96? Because I, I probably have a different answer for both. Well, I mean, let's hear both. All right. So 90s, I would probably challenge them to a game of Pogs because that's probably all I knew. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Good call. Get that slammer. <laughs> uh, now, I would probably challenge them to a probably a video game. NBA. Which one? 2K22. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save so much time. <laughs> In, oh, you, you guys have stumps? Stealing... Tough break. Well, no, it, instead of going and stealing basketballs, like players' power, like they just go and like one of them beats steals PewDiePie's power or something. <laughs> ninja. One's ninja, yeah. Shit. That would have been a great. That would have been a great <laughs> adaptation for this movie. I mean, maybe not great, but it would have been an adaptation. Does something similar happen in the new movie, Marcus? Uh, they do, they copy, uh, other players like Diana Taurasi. She gets copied. Uh, I think Damian Lillard gets copied. It's all digital. Like they're in like a digital world instead of basketball players. Interesting. All right, Marcus, what would you challenge the monsters in? Uh, being tired constantly. As an old man now, <laughs> I'm tired constantly. I think I could beat them at that. I, re- I respect it. Sir, you we'll, just we'll, woke up. We'll wrap this up so Sorry. you can get to bed. Either that uh, or podcasting. We're, we're great at that. You guys be uh, my dream team. <laughs> John, what about you? What's your, what's your game pick against the Monstars? Man, I could be easy. And I would probably say the same thing, something to deal with height, because I would be a sizist like them on the movie and judge them by that. But I kind of want to say a match of Super Smash Bros. Three stocks. All right. Who, who's your, who are you picking? To beat them? It's yeah. Lucas. Lucas. Okay. Yes. I respect it. Lucas. Ah, so you, do you play Ness as well or just Lucas? Nope. Lucas and Captain Falcon. Ah, so you're a masochist. I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. So if it was '90s me, I would play them. I, you know, I almost said Pogs, Keenan, but did you, any of you guys do Crazy Bones? Nope. Nope. No. no? Oh, 
So Crazy Bones were like these little things like you'd buy in a little pack. And it was just like a weird little shaped figurine. And the game that you would play, and I and my mom gave me lunch money every week, and I didn't eat lunch with it. Instead, I bet kids for Crazy Bones at lunch. Uh, and I lost all of it, so that was cool. Um, was basically you had to take this little figurine, and the game is that you try to throw it on the sidewalk, and whoever gets closest to the sidewalk crack wins. Oh, and then shit. I remember this. You did play it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fucking okay. hated those. Dude, Google Crazy Bones <laughs> right now. I'm telling you. You're, 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 I'm You'll remember. You in this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. So then there were all sorts of, there were like, you could play for fun, whatever. Nobody did that. You could play for keeps, meaning whoever won, you got to keep their Crazy Bones, or you could play for money. And I would always bet my lunch money, and I would lose. I got good at the end, but that's that's what I would play them on. Now I don't have any skills whatsoever, so I would just admit defeat and go work in their amusement now you could play him for crazy bones like you know when you wake up and you have that crazy bone or when i wake up and stand on stand on two feet for the first time and all of my bones crack and i'm like dang that was crazy <laughs> either way uh all right so the 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 challenge has been set they're gonna play in some basketball and uh then it's time for uh, the monsters to power up and they go and steal some powers. And I, I actually had a problem with this because they're sitting at one basketball game watching pros and they took two, two players powers right there. Um, Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing. Right. And then you would think that they're all sitting there. Why would they all just not take their powers from that game? But then later on it's revealed that, Oh, here are all the players, and I don't know the other three players. I don't know if they were actual basketball the players. The only one I know is Muggsy Bogues because it's Short King. And back in the day when me and my brothers used to play NBA Jam, I remember we used to always play with him because he was like my dad's <laughs> height. <laughs> so it was always so impressive. Really short. Sure. So, so was he faster in the game or something, or like what? What? How did it? How did that ch- ch- that choice on the roster stack up against people who are the same stats but maybe taller? We we have to tell Brett the one thing that people really know Muggsy Bogues about, so you can impress people. This What's man, that? he won the dunk contest at his height. So he could just jump really high. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Webb. That's my bad. That's not true. I don't know. <laughs> I don't true. know that one. Yeah, that's, that's not him. But no, Muggsy Bulls was just an amazing point guard. Even yeah, for his size. Yeah. Yeah. So I should tell people a fact that's completely wrong. You should actually, because then they'll correct <laughs> you. And then it will be an interesting conversation. And then and then I will admit how I was wrong. And then that will impress them. I love it, yeah, I love it. You're in. You can't <laughs> nobody, give it to them right away. Nobody loves it more than anybody else would. Oh wait, uh, that, that's interesting. interesting. People love it when you admit your mistakes <laughs> and your faults. <laughs> but Are the we... other two guys, I did not know, and I was hoping John would know. Patrick Ewing. Les Keenan knows. No, he already said Patrick Ewing. Yeah, the other Patrick two: Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, and this guy, Muggsy Bogues. The tall white guy. I don't know who that was. Is that a, was that somebody? That's his name. Tall white, tall white guy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, we should John have fact-checked this before John coming Lee. in here. 
John, you're muted. So you have um, Sean Bradley is the really, really tall guy that you see. You have Sean Kemp, who is an amazing dunker and just freak athlete. And then, of course, you have Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Muggsy Bowl, or not Muggsy Bowls. But, yeah. Okay. So all of that to say, <clears throat> those other guys weren't in the game that was being played, which is it implied that the the rest of them that didn't have powers just kind of sat there and then maybe came back the next night or a, a several nights to that state that stadium to get these powers because they weren't all taken in one night. Well, they would so, have had to go to a different stadium because yeah, I think two of them were the Hornets. And, I mean that's true, but the Phoenix Suns were in New York where this was, so yeah. yeah. And but, why did they close down L.A. like who got taken from there? And then they they were all over the map. Hang on one second. I feel like we're we're all, all going to ignore the, the same fact. Joke. We're all going to ignore the fact that they were in a raincoat and they made like a jerk off joke in a kids movie. That's definitely what the lady was thinking. She was like, oh, 100%. This, this guy in a raincoat next to me is doing something weird, and purple goo just <laughs> dropped on the ground. That's that's how you know it's a good one when it comes out purple. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the body like the Ray Romano's wife. But but also, I guess I have questions. Could could anybody else see that? Because it slithered on the court, it possessed these people, but it seemed as though nobody else saw that. I think she was more scared that the, the trench coat just collapsed afterwards. So, and that's Homer Simpson. That's up to interpretation, I think. Her, yeah, uh, yeah I'm assuming husband, that's Homer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Deborah's first husband. Do it, Brett. Do it, Brett. Ray Romano, do it, Brett. Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to do that very often. I feel like that's my equivalent to like the truffle shuffle in Goonies, me making you do Lee Romano. <laughs> Deborah, it's all wrong. Uh, I, for- I forgot I could do that. Thank you. So yeah, so now the Monstars have the power of the best players in the world. Um, and so, fun fact, as they were stealing all of these powers... You know, we, we mentioned it, Charles Barkley on the Suns, right? So, again, I know nothing about sports, right? And so, uh, what's so funny, so when I was in third grade, we had an assembly at school. I don't know if you guys ever had that. They would basically just call the entire grade. <laughs> an assembly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had those. Yeah. Well, I don't know about, I meant, my, I meant more like Marcus in his private school. I was like, that's special. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys ever had that, like in your in your like. Yeah, that's when we had our caviar and ribeye. <laughs> they just gave everybody their daily allowance there of two thousand um, dollars. No, but so we had a school assembly, and it was the entire third grade that came. Uh, to this <laughs> don't make jokes about. <laughs> hey, they're all of age now. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Anyway, so the entire third grade was in attendance at this assembly. And it was, at the time, the Phoenix Suns coach who came to the school with the Suns gorilla. 
And I don't know what the point of the assembly was, um, but all I know is that my class was the last to arrive. So we sat in the very back and the Phoenix gorilla was there just hyping everybody up. Right. And uh, so they had five little, like, I don't want to say stuffed animals cause they weren't animals. They were basketballs, but like soft, squishy little plushy basketballs that were autographed by Suns players. And he had five of them and he was calling up people in the audience that could answer Phoenix Suns trivia and I was like, well, I've watched Space Jam. I got this. <laughs> so he calls like people up, and he, uh, the first kid goes up. There's, mind you, there's five balls. The first kid goes up. He asks him a question about the Suns. I don't, I don't know what it was. I, I don't know basketball or remember because this was in third grade. Second what guy color goes up. is the basketball? <laughs> uh, is this all third graders, by the way, or is there like multiple grades all, in this thing? This is all third graders in my school. I don't know if. There could have been other grades. I don't know. I only knew the third graders personally. And so not like even all of them. 40 kids? Uh, no, there was a lot more than that. There's probably hundreds. So maybe it was other grades. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, whatever. There's five balls. So the other, there's more questions. The questions are like, can you name a couple like Phoenix Suns players? So people go up there and they name some players, whatever. Um, then uh, it gets to the last ball. And uh, it, it it's... He's like, okay, I need one more person. Who wants to who wants to answer this question? And I'm like raising my hand in the back. It was like the question was name two Phoenix Suns players that haven't been said yet. And I'm in the very back row waving my hand, and the Phoenix Gorilla sees me, points to me across the entire cafeteria, runs around, grabs me and picks me up and throws me over his shoulder and brings me to like this was the highlight of my life at the time right brings me to the front of the stage and sets me down and uh i get put down and the the coach whatever asked me he's like name two phoenix suns players and i don't know sports guys (laughs) uh so at the time i based my entire basketball knowledge off of two movies and that was space jam and like mike (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I knew two Phoenix Suns players from these movies. So I said, Jason Kidd and Charles Barkley. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry, but Charles Barkley's long retired. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, I have no backup plan. What do I do? And uh, he's like, do you have any other Suns players in mind? And I'm like, uh, I had another one, but it was already said. He's like, did you just say Amari Stoudemire? And I'm like. No, I, I said I had another one. But I didn't know he was <laughs> he's like, oh, you just said I'm already started my Get in the basketball. And he's like, this, the Suns gorilla goes and gets me the basketball. And I have, to this day, I have no idea what happened to that. I wish I would have been. Sports fan. Sports fan. Sports fan. So, all of that to say, Charles Barkley played for the Suns, guys. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> and Jason Kidd and Amari Stoudemire. Yes. Uh, so that was that was right there. I was a sports fan, but it basically fleeted after that moment. <laughs> no, it just took a vacation. It's coming yeah. back. It took a vacation. You got it. <laughs> yes. So moving along here, um, before we see uh, Mike about to get sucked into the tune world, we have one final shot of the the I guess the creation of the Monstars as they uh, go to basketball practice. You know the tune the tune squad uh, is practicing on their court, and the little tiny baby aliens come and take their their powers out of the basketball. 
they get giant. They squish the ball and then they leave. You know how basketball practice goes. Um, so right then and there, they they kind of realized they had something. Uh, uh, they had bit off more than they could chew, and they need some help. So where do they get this help? Uh, and then it immediately cuts to the ultimate golfing party, and that is um, Michael Jordan, Bill Murray, and who I didn't know at the time, which I learned today who this was, <laughs> <laughs> was Larry Bird. Sports fan. Sports, Sports fan. fan. <laughs> Like they kept saying the word Larry, and I was like, I only know one Larry, Larry Bird. And is, that, is that him? And I looked it up, and it absolutely is Larry Bird. And the worst part is, do you want to know how I know who Larry Bird is from the Riff Raff song Larry Bird? <laughs> that's it. That's the that's the whole story. <laughs> I don't know, um, but anyway. Uh, but also, can you can we compare? I don't. I wanted to ask you guys this because I don't know anything about sports uh, records and stats. Who had better stats? Was it Larry Bird or Michael Jordan? Uh, I mean, Larry Bird was in his prime, I think, earlier than Michael Jordan. So it's a because little hard to compare the two. The only, the only reason I'm asking is because if, if you're going to take one of these people and and recruit you, would, would it have made more sense to take Larry Bird or was Michael no. Jordan the only choice? No. Jordan was still in his prime. Michael yeah. Jordan was in his prime, yeah. He, he retired, but he retired yeah. way early. He retired, like, on top. Yeah, he, after winning three championships. Oh, did he win a lot? I don't know. I he wasn't. did. Yeah. But yeah. By himself, no help from Larry, his team. Larry Bird is a choice, but yeah, he's old. Okay. okay. I just, I, I, again, I know, I know nothing. I want to get your guys' opinion. But yeah, so here's where um, Michael gets sucked down the golf hole, and then Bill Murray and Larry Bird are just like, yeah, maybe he, he wanted to get away from Stan. And and uh, trust me, I have social anxiety, and I've done some crazy things to get away from people, but being sucked down a golf hole, that's a new one. Any scene with Bill Murray in it in this movie was instant gold a delight right he's so funny in this movie and he's only in this movie what like three total scenes or something probably like five minutes it is like five minutes but like every line he says is hilarious i i just keep every time i think of bill murray too i think about his death too (laughs) come on man in zombie i know what you're talking about (laughs) Do you have any regrets? Garfield, maybe. Garfield. <laughs> such, a great, such a great death. Oh. I love how uh, like, Emma Stone laughs after he dies and she's like, he just gets me. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, real quick, anybody, name a better death in any movie than that. I can't think of any. <sighs> Oh, so good. Uh, All right. So after Mike gets sucked down the hole, he's introduced to the Looney Tunes. And it's just me. Or was he really calm about the whole situation? I I was thinking about that. And I might have had the same reaction because I probably would have thought that I am making this up. I am having a mental breakdown. Just go with it and have some fun. (laughs) Just enjoy it. Like... 
Like, he's literally just like, what's going on here? Like, it, not even, like, concerned. Just like, all right, come on. What's up, guys? <laughs> I've seen you guys on TV. You're clearly real. What's going on? It was all the kiss. That's all it took. Just a big kiss from a bu- big bunny rabbit, I guess. That's all it would take from me. <laughs> I'm sure with how famous Michael Jordan was at the time, and again, mega celebrity in the world, I'm sure... He was part of the Illuminati and was allowed <laughs> given information that the rest of us uh, peons don't know. And he already knew that cartoons are real. That's coming from private school, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody. I'll get my, <laughs> my rich card taken away from me. Hey, what was your what was your classmate Mark Zuckerberg like? <laughs> he actually is a robot. <laughs> they, they allowed them into your into, into your class. So Mike gets introduced to the team and their their new practice gym, which is just disgusting. But after a quick spit shine by the Looney Tunes, it's it's up in uh, in top performance. Now I need to ask you guys. And I'm I'm gonna need you to not judge me here for a second, but did anybody else spit all over their room while they were cleaning it <laughs> after seeing this, or was it just me? What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you, Brett? I didn't have a lot of friends as a kid. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't have carpet. I I I can't yeah, promise I I'm not judging you, but no, I. <laughs> Never spit on. I don't do it now, okay. I just only sometimes. I don't spit every time I clean because the spit lingers. You know, it's still clean from the last time. But after some convincing, uh, Mike joins the team, uh, and and really we have our our team set up here. And it cuts back to, you know, the players going through this crazy experience where they are all terrible at basketball now. So somehow. The monsters only stole their ability to play basketball and nothing else. None of them experienced any other performance issues, which is a line <laughs> that went well above my head as a child. Did you call them monsters? Because they're not monsters. Monstars. They're monsters. Get it right. My, my apologies. My apologies. Didn't mean to, to miss, misspoke, misspeak there. But back I didn't practice. go to college for eight years to be called Mister. <laughs> we Mister. we can't look like idiots in front of our listeners. <laughs> listener, our listener, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> to 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 whoever Hi, that Mom. one guy is in Russia that keeps listening to us, you're the real MVP. <laughs> Doesn't understand Russia, a word it? we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> ah, hey. These guys, they're funny. Maybe I shouldn't do an accent. Well, <laughs> you the real MVP. <laughs> Is another sports reference. Oh, Montel Montez Porter, the WWE superstar. Yeah, I got it. Okay, you ruined it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ruined it. I had that one before, <laughs> sir. So I, I guess now is a great time to talk about what we've all been waiting for, guys. Um, Michael Michael realizes that hey these guys suck at basketball. He asks, "Has anybody even played basketball?" <laughs> <laughs> but someone has. Who who is it? 
Don't call Nobody her doll. Nobody wants to say it. Like, don't call her doll. Oh, I don't want to be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so this Some was type actually, of bunny. This was actually the introduction of Lola Bunny, the iconic uh, star that would, I guess, further add to the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes IP and um, give many a teenage boy a wet dream. Now, I need to ask. Uh, probably not teenage boys. Probably just like <laughs> younger than me. I was like, How old were we back then? We were That's seven. That age. Marcus, <laughs> I, I, I had this movie as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, th- I'm in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to ask, like, as an adult, like, okay, I don't know about you guys, but I had three crushes, as, I had four crushes as a child, right? In order, they were number one, Britney Spears. Number two, Kimberly, the Pink Power Ranger. Number three, Officer Jenny from Pokemon. And number four was Lola Bunny from Space Jam. And as an adult, I feel weird about having a crush on a bunny, but they wanted us to, right? Oh, yeah, it was intentional. Yeah. Like, down to the way that she spoke, the music that played when she was on screen... Even Tweety Bird literally said she's hot. Like they they wanted us to, right? <laughs> they so worked. I, I don't yes. feel bad. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. So much so that I think on the new one they said that they were purposely gonna try to like desexualize Tone her a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I I did want to ask about that because I did see that they did that. And there's like there was a for a while when the movie the new one came out there were like side by sides of what Lola Bunny looked like and what she looks like now, and a lot of people were like pissed about that, <laughs> and that's where I'm like okay that's weird to be pissed about, <laughs> like if you want to go sexualize a bunny go watch the original you don't need more of it. Yes, don't do anything else. Just sexualize a bunny, please. I implore <laughs> yeah. you. Just watch the movie. <laughs> Do what the original writers intended, okay? But like to be so defensive about that now that that's 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 strange to me. I feel like we've talked ourselves into a corner on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so moving on. Where do we go from like, here? Cut that! Um, cut that! Cut that! <laughs> yeah. So now, um, basically, Mike uh, says, you know, if I'm going to play on this team, I need my stuff. I need my, I need my equipment. So Bugs and Daffy go on a little recon mission back to uh, his house. And maybe I'm looking at this at a different perspective as an adult now. But at this point, it's nighttime, right? Michael went out golfing with his friends in the daytime. They didn't see him. You would think that if they were good friends, they would maybe report back to his family like, hey, we didn't ever see him. So it's night now. His kids are sleeping. Uh, there's been no sign of him. Do you do they know that he's missing at this point? And this wasn't ever mentioned in the movie here. But I'm wondering, like, you know, if you didn't show up back at home after golfing with your friends and it's nighttime, I really doubt that your wives, you know, those of you with kids here, would be like, oh yeah, he's out golfing. Like, it just seemed very 
something was missing there. The difference between us, though, <laughs> is billions <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> what? If you're Michael Jordan, your wife knows. Like, that's how it works. <laughs> uh, yeah, wasn't like Michael Jordan, like, he's like a known, like, gambler yeah. and, like, Gambler. He likes to have fun. Woman. And I think his wife. Okay, I did not know he this. likes to have fun. All I knew yeah. about Michael Jordan was that he played basketball sometimes. So you guys <laughs> are opening cartoons. You guys that's it. You guys have made me a sports fan. Yeah. Gambling, I'm I'm <laughs> get it. There we go. Yeah. So then, you know, the 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 tunes are grabbing his stuff. One shoe is on a desk. Apparently, the other is on a pedestal. Don't know why that was, but we'll look past it. You know, when you but... come home and you just kick off your shoes in any direction. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be honest. If I kicked off one of my shoes and it landed on a shelf high up, I'd be like, "Nice," and then I'd just go to bed. <laughs> Leave that shoe on a pedestal. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, the the kids spot uh, them, and you know they help take his shorts away from Charles, the dog, um, good old Charles. And they say, oh, you know, your dad's helping us out. Don't tell anyone. Now, can you imagine being a child waking up the next morning because your dad never came home and your mom's like, oh, where's Michael? I don't know. And then your kid's like, oh, I know. He's playing a game with our cartoons. I would think that they went through some sort of trauma. What happened to my kids? I'm confused about the timeline because they they're sleeping when they go to the house. Yeah. The game happens and then Michael Jordan comes back home at night during a baseball game. Was this all like in the same day? Well, th- that leads me to believe that that's the next day, right? Yeah. The next day after they stole the stuff, so. Yeah. yeah. So at this point Michael had been missing for well over 24 hours, but nobody nobody suspects a thing. Maybe he was a little promiscuous. I think you guys are right. It's all adding up now. You can yeah. see it, Brett. Sports fan. Sports. That's part of it. I mean, I yeah, don't want to skip ahead, but at the baseball game, when the kids are like, oh, he's, he's at his other game, and the mom's like, what other game? It looks like she's just like, <laughs> yeah. who's yeah. oh. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> she like taking out, taking out her earrings. Oh, <laughs> is it Oklahoma? Is it her again? Yeah. But also, it's like they they just showed up to the game like with no communication. Like, oh yeah, he'll be here. Like, maybe, I don't know. I'm just again communicate. That's all I got to say. Communicate Before cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which so, one one part in this scene you're you're talking about too, Brett? That I was wondering if you the, the sports fans listening to this podcast as well as here hosting with me. Did you guys catch the reference from Daffy and Bugs Bunny as they were walking out? Uh, what what did they say? Now, I, I did when they were passing by the hole that Stan was digging. Is that what you're talking about? Nope. So when they have the stuff leaving the house. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. What was it? About their likeness. Say it. Oh, so you're the only one here that knows. <laughs> it's it that at that time, interesting enough, you know, Michael Jordan was mega millionaire. Like he might have been a billionaire at that point, but only made his money outside of, of college. So that was a likeness shot at the NCAA for the movie. That you ever get any, any of that money? No, never. 
Not a cent. Not a cent. Burn on NCAA. <laughs> Deservingly so. Because the NCAA sucks. And so then, after seeing them go back into the hole, Stan knows where to go. Stan shows up. Try to bring Michael back home. He's like, hey, you have a baseball game tomorrow. And Mike says, I can't. I have to help my friends. And here we see a textbook case of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Michael was kidnapped, and now they're his friends. It took less than 24 hours. Are you okay, Michael? <laughs> so at this point in the movie, it's a cartoon. I've, I've, I've definitely suspended my disbelief about a lot of things, right? Like, oh, that doesn't make sense. But if you apply cartoon logic, it makes sense. This point, though, in the movie, this is where I, this is the most unrealistic part of this entire movie, right? It cuts back to, like, the real world, the NBA. So these, these players have had their power stolen. Nobody really knows what's happening. They think it's some sort of illness. Um, and the NBA does the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen, and they cancel all future games for health and safety. Can you imagine someone canceling things for someone's health and safety? It's crazy to me, right? No, you just get a bubble. Put them in a bubble. <laughs> bubble. Put them in the bubble and then you screw the Phoenix Suns out of it. Easy. The perfect eight and zero Phoenix Suns. You screw him out of the playoffs. <laughs> Get him his medication. Get him his medication. So I I know what you're you're talking about. You know, as as an avid sports fan. But for those who are listening that don't, could you explain what you just meant in a little more detail? Well, go ahead, Marcus. Go ahead. When COVID first hit. It was right around the end of basketball season. So they kind of just got rid of most of the regular season. And then they put the teams that were still uh, alive in the playoff hunt in a bubble in Orlando, in Disney. And uh, they had like a little play-in tournament. The Suns were in it. They won all eight games of their (laughs) That they were supposed to win, and they still didn't qualify for the playoffs. And you know who won that playoff? <laughs> Get his the medicine. Fucking LeBron James. His medicine. <laughs> I was close. I don't count that championship. It's fake. Yeah, I, I'm glad you explained that for our listeners. Uh, they, they definitely deserve that. Totally. But... Now, guys, it's game time. So the game has started. It is the Monstars versus the Toon Squad. And you have an audience full of Toons and aliens alike, which I thought was funny because, like, you have Danny DeVito. I don't even know his character's name, but who's like, hey, go st- go kidnap these people for me. And then he's on this planet watching a basketball game for some reason. If I'm a boss, I'd be like, what were the steps in between here? Does he know about the rule to let them defend himself? Was he also on board with it? I have many questions here. They showed him a book. It's I mean, in a book. It looked pretty legit. So I'm, <laughs> it I'm is in the fun. book. The problem I had with right at the top of this scene, Marvin the Martian is the ref of this game. Marvin the Martian <laughs> is a tune. Yeah, maybe call some shit, dude. <laughs> They didn't call anything. Yeah. 
<laughs> there was no reason for a referee because there was no traveling. There was no fouls. Even in the yes. 90s, those should have been fouls. Yosemite Sam had fucking guns. <laughs> I, I marked down everything they brought on that court. I, I saw that they brought a Vespa on the court when Bugs Bunny does the delivery. They put TNT on the hoop. They do the Classic. Pulp Fiction guns. They have a fishing rod. And then there's also illegal side bets with Michael Jordan. But we'll talk about that later. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'll be honest, guys. If uh, if if sports was like this, I'd watch it. It is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you watched it, you would have. <laughs> you would see that's pretty realistic. Fair, fair. But first half of the game doesn't go so hot with the Tune Squad. We we enter halftime with a score of eighteen to kind of one sided, isn't it? Um, and that's when they get a little pep talk from Mister Bugs Bunny here. Um, who basically tricks them all into drinking water. And um, so Bugs Bunny is basically the reason for their success. And I actually wanted to highlight this because uh, Chuck Jones, the creator of these some of these characters, was like pretty upset with the way that a lot of these characters were portrayed in the film because they weren't saying lines that were true to their character. And he had the honest belief that Bugs Bunny would wipe the floor with all of the monsters single-handedly. What are, you, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Mm. Uh, I mean... Mm. <laughs> I guess it depends on how much cheating is really involved, I guess. How much cartoon logic is allowed? Yeah. I'm still questioning what was in that bottle of secret stuff. I I, I don't think it was just water. <laughs> there maybe ninety nine percent water. There was something in there. Just it was a little mean, bit of Michael tapestry. <laughs> His sweat came in. Still, still great. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you would have said. Damn it! Still gross. But I, I just like how they're all passing this around and stands there. Like, I, I I would like some too, please. It's like. Come on, Stan. You're not you're not playing this game as much as you as much as you think that you are. But I was wrong because we enter halftime here, and that's when you know after they've had the motivational speech, the game takes a turn, and we have what is arguably the the most chaotic two minutes in basketball history I've ever seen. Uh, you got Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd pulp fictioning, shooting shooting the guy's teeth out. Sylvester pulling off the shorts of one of the monsters, which let me say, that guy was thick. Caked up. You see those Caked cheeks, up, man. You see those cheeks jiggle? What the hell? He had no right being that thick. <laughs> was that the uh, Charles Barkley one though? Yeah, right? yeah, that's, that's, that's Charles Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a bookcase for ass. Uh, and then Michael used uh, Pepe Le Pew as a biological weapon. Which can't be legal. Daffy sicked a bull on a player. Tweety beat up the entire team. Again, I would watch sports if it was like this. <laughs> I mean, they probably use smell tactics. I, I would assume there's probably some players that just don't shower. So they don't want to be... Like, people come up and they're like, I, I gotta guard this guy, but fuck. <laughs> he smells. <laughs> <that> smells. <laughs> I mean, looking at some of those monsters, I would, I would think that they smelled for sure. Uh, I, I, I can I can smell the smell right now. 
Um, but that is when we had some illegal side betting. So, I mean, I guess I don't know if it's illegal. I would say it's illegal. I mean, he's he's got some of the stakes. <laughs> but uh, essentially, it's if they win, they have to give back the powers to the NBA players. And if the, the Monstars end up winning, uh, Michael Jordan's going to have to be an attraction, too. And lose every time, which that would be devastating for Michael Jordan. <laughs> so um, it's funny you mentioned that because I, as a customer, would not enjoy that. Like if, if, if I go to a, an attraction and one guy is chained up and I can run upstairs and drop the ball into the hoop. How is that fun? If I go to any attraction and there's a guy chained up, I'm in the wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable with this guy being chained up here. Can we let him go? You just described every zoo. Congrats. <laughs> no, that's, that's a great point. Um, so then after that, uh, you know, we saw the Monstars make their comeback after their initial downfall. Bugs get flattened, uh, Stan gets flattened, and then pumped back up. And I have to say, as a kid, I thought that was the funniest scene as an adult. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> no that, change that there. Is, it's still hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, I guess maybe now it's the, the quality of the CGI and whatnot. Um, but that is when Michael learns that, hey, there's tune logic. And we, we need Which, that's player. bullshit. Earlier in the movie, he gets crushed into a ball that the monsters <laughs> use him to play basketball as. Yeah, you, you didn't know figure it out, logic, yeah, man. That was all normal back then for him, apparently. <laughs> I just chalked that up to him being a baller, so... Mm. That's smooth. Mm. Nice. Sports <laughs> reference. <laughs> Sports um. fan. <laughs> But we have the fifth member of the team, um, and so now it is Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Lola Bunny, eh? uh, Michael Jordan, and now a fresh Bill Murray joins the, joins the cast. And it's funny because, like, how'd you get here? He's like, ah, I'm a friend of the producer. And he actually is in real life. <laughs> so that was great. Uh, the teamster dropped me off. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Um so it's our it's our final play of the game. You know, it passes around to all of them, but it ultimately ends with Michael jumping off Mr. Thickness himself, uh, tune stretching his arm, dropping in the the ball in the basket for the final points. Bill Murray got the game winning assist. He did, he did, and he was he out of breath that. from that. He has the same endurance that I do. <laughs> All right, I gotta, I gotta ice up my knees. He's out of breath <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Bill Murray when he played like six seconds. seconds. Yeah, there was ten seconds left yeah. in the game when he joined fresh, and at the end, he's all sweaty and out of breath. <laughs> he is my spirit the, animal. <laughs> the most relatable character <laughs> in a movie ever. But that is the game. The Toon Squad wins the. The Monstars transfer the powers back into the ball, um, and it's Michael's got to go. Before they do, they uh, send Danny DeVito on his way while they're bigger than him. That is true, and and I'm glad you brought that up. I was actually going to bring this up a little later. Now, if you listen to Rotten Gems in the past, 
you know that you know we usually like to sum up or try to find the quote that sums up the movie, the lesson, the takeaway, the message that's supposed to be given to you in this movie. I didn't really find a single line in this movie that that really could be the message of the movie, but it was a message was delivered and it is in the scene that you're talking about. It's a back and forth, so I did note that down here. Um, but for those who haven't freshly watched the movie, basically uh, Michael Jordan turns to the now taller than him monsters as Danny DeVito comes down and berates them, and he says, "Why do you take it from this guy?" And they say, because he's bigger. And then they collectively realize, as they deliver the line, he's bigger than we used to be. And then they proceed to stuff him into a rocket and send him to God knows where. So I guess the takeaway and message of this movie is that the Looney Tunes, the Monstars, they're all pro-unionization. Workers seize the means of production and overthrow your boss. That is the takeaway I got. Unless anybody else has any objections, that's what Space Jam says. Um, if any of my employers are listening, I don't <laughs> agree with that at all. Pro-union. Uh, the views I... that Brett have expressed do not represent all of Rotten Chips. <laughs> they represent mine. Um, but yeah, so sadly there will be no end uh line summing up quote because that's that's what we got for this movie at least uh if you think i'll that the come movie... up with one in the next couple of minutes perfect i got and you until keenan does that if you yourself michael... think of uh, a quote that summarizes the movie let us know michael jordan at that scene i think says something like see you guys had it in you the whole time that was more around when they realized that the 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 secret sauce not not secret sauce no secret i drink. think he sells that to uh to the, the monsters yeah he, he tells that to the aliens that's fair all right so i guess if you are wondering what you should do stand up to not, bullies it's not steal the people's powers because you have it in you all along that's that's the take <laughs> boom and not unionizing kind of needed and, those powers though <laughs> and workers need to seize the means of production so um but with that being said, Stan's got to take Michael because it's time for his baseball game. And he, boy, does he make an entrance. Um, <clears throat> we've already mentioned that Michael's family is in attendance. There's an angry, unruly crowd shouting, we want Michael. But uh, an animated spaceship emerges from the sky. And I got to ask, is it animated to everybody? Is it animated to just us? Because I would, one, be like, jaw dropped if a spaceship drops somebody off but let alone an animated one um but then mike uh or michael emerges but not after being introduced by stan who delivers the line that still actually gave me chills again as it did when i was a kid does anybody remember the line stan says not well stan is the first one off the ship he gets the loudspeaker and he says ladies and gentlemen Michael Jordan, and then I believe I can fly plays again. Oh. <laughs> but also, the crowd goes wild. And I gotta ask, at this point, we know MJ's 0 for 4. He struck out three times. <laughs> Would anybody be really cheering at this yes. point? Yes. He is a yes. mega celebrity. Yeah. All right, I don't think all you right. understand. I, mean, I don't. <laughs> Michael Jordan could not go outdoors without having a group of at least 20 people surround him at all times. 
anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Anywhere. Okay. All right. I so guess. that that's the movie is Michael that's, Jordan. That's it. That is the movie. Um, and one last thing I want to say about the movie is, you know, this this movie, you know, nineteen ninety six. Um, do you guys remember GeoCities? Yes. If I were to say that. Do you know what that is? So, oh Geo- yeah, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So GeoCities is like basically Yahoo was owned this like anybody could go create a website. I think you'd have to pay for it and make a website. The Space Jam GeoCities website from 1996 existed from 1996 all the way up until this new movie came out in which they they uh, I guess reclaimed the spacejam.com URL for to promote the new movie. You can you can actually still find the original 1996 Space Jam website if you just go to spacejam.com forward slash 1996. If anybody wants to go look at that right now, it is a it is a delight to look at now in 2022. Um, but all of the links, it's so 1996. Like you click on it, it like I I it feels like I'm a child again just looking at this website. So if you have a chance, I highly recommend you go take a look. But yeah, if you just go to spacejam.com now, it like is immediately just a trailer for the new one. So they ruined um, that too. It, they ruined it, but the old one still exists. Just slash nineteen ninety six at the end of it. I remember I'm when not I was typing a kid, extra. I used yeah, to. Uh, that's fair. I used to have a GeoCities, uh, like Dragon Ball Z website. <laughs> Did you put like Dragon Ball Z gifts and images on it? It was cool. Or probably um, not cool. It was cool to me at the time. It was designed by uh, a, a, a professional designer, costs like 5000 an hour, you know, private school, Marcus. <laughs> it, Marcus if just... you go to DragonBallZ.com right now, that's yeah. my GeoCity. I was going to say, for science reasons, do you know that URL? We can, you know, just maybe <laughs> jot that down for no reason. <laughs> no, I wish I did. But that being said, that is Space Jam, guys, and we have some games to play here. Anybody else have anything to add before we move on to our our, uh, our final question of the movie wrap up? Do you think this guy? Do you guys think this movie still holds up? Keenan, what do you think? Yes. Does Space Jam hold up, and why? Yes. Period. <laughs> okay, cool. Love that for you. Marcus, what do you got? Yes, I do think it holds up. Um, why? Because I enjoyed it, <laughs> and that's why. So, okay, let me let me ask two questions. Then, <laughs> did you still enjoy it on the rewatch? And two, does it still hold up? The answer to your questions both is yes to the first one. But taking yourself out of it, does the movie hold up? Yes. Period. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I don't see why not. I don't. I honestly. I mean, obviously, again, with any movie made in the '90s or whatever, there's going to be graphical, you know, issues like when Wayne Knights get or when Wayne Knight gets ballooned up. That doesn't look, you know, what we're used to in 2022. But the overall movie, I feel like. I don't see why it wouldn't hold up. Definitely. Okay. Good points. John, what do you think? Yes, it holds up. 
for what Marcus said with the animation. I actually think it still looks really good, all except for that one scene um, where it does get blown up with a balloon. But you can watch it anytime. It still hits. And if you want to watch it the best way, just stop right after they win the game. End the movie right there. Don't watch the awful scene in the baseball stadium. And it's a better movie. So yes, yeah, still stands up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna unfortunately have to say that while I did love this movie, I do not think it holds up. And I will tell you specifically why. You know, it's not it's not the sports actually, it's the Looney Tunes. So I don't know about you, but Looney Tunes like created in the 80s right maybe even before that oh no they're way old they're like uh there's like war war two cartoons from like looney tunes i believe so like 20 years ago right yeah (laughs) Um, but i guess my my complaint wasn't even the basketball like i'm not a sports guy i've made that clear but i didn't mind it because this is not a movie for sports people it's a movie anyone can enjoy but like, don't get me wrong, like, at the time, the, the the Looney Tunes, like, awesome. I loved watching cartoons as a kid, Roadrunner, Coyote, awesome, all that. But tell me when you saw Tweety Bird was – tell me the last time you saw Tweety Bird, aside from the $5 shirt rack at the local Circle K. <laughs> like, they have Tweety Looney Bird shirts. shows. Yeah, I was Tweety Bird say, shirts I think... at gas stations and like Dollar General. <laughs> HBO like Max. A... I think HBO Max has a new Looney Tunes cartoon. I Pop, I, think I mean I guess our generation. Uh, since you don't have kids or whatever, that you you're not gonna see like the the stuff aimed specifically for kids as much. But that's fair. Yeah. I think our generation probably fell into a gap where there was a long space in between where there was only maybe the occasional Looney Tunes movie. But uh, I I think they're still around. So I guess let me ask you guys a question as parents, because I'm not one. But are you showing your kids the Looney Tunes? Or are you showing them the more modern stuff? <laughs> well, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, I am not rich. So I do not have, <laughs> I do not pay for HBO Max unless I have to for this podcast. And so at the moment, no. So, but uh, so I did me, watch I did specifically show them this Space Jam and the new Space Jam. So I guess technically, yeah. Okay, all right. So to me, the reason I say it doesn't hold up is because to me, if something holds up it means I could watch it today for the first time, no nostalgic value, and I would still enjoy it just as much as a kid. And I don't think that's the case. I think if no, if you haven't seen this movie before and you watch it now, adult or, I mean, I, I guess child, if, you, if you're showing it to your kids and they enjoyed it, then I can just fuck right off. But to me, I, I just, I don't see the appeal aside from my nostalgia. But that is as somebody who grew up after the looney tunes and is not a sports fan so we'll leave it there if if you guys uh listening agree that it does hold up or you disagree or you have a different opinion somewhere in the middle let us know we're 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 very curious on your thoughts here um but with that being said guys i think it's time we move on to a little game we like to call 
seven degrees of who? Anybody have any choice? Wayne Knight. I'm going to suck at this one today, guys. So okay. Good luck. We're going, we're going Wayne Knight to start this off because that's going to open up so much. Okay. All right. All so, right. So nope. Wayne Knight. Oh. oh, yeah. We got to know who we're going to. Yeah. So Wayne Knight. And we're going to do a random celebrity off randomlist.com slash random celebrities. And the first person on the list is... Ashley Tisdale. (laughs) This will be interesting. A movie she's been in? Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few. There's three movies. I was like, there's... (laughs) Yeah. That we all know of. All right, Marcus... Marcus, we got it, okay? So we'll figure it out. Okay, I'm going to just set it up for you guys to spike it. Do as it. soon as you can. You guys have three to get it there. Because if it gets back to me, I'm fucking this up. <laughs> All right, so we're going right. to go Wayne Knight to Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park. Good good choice. Good choice. I'll let, uh, let, let's let John go. Yeah, John. You're going off Samuel L. Jackson now. Oh. All right, so Samuel L. Jackson was oh we're getting and hold on and we're trying to make it to Ashley Ashley Tisdale okay <laughs> not way right um all right uh now now I guess question for the fellas here are we strictly movies or is shows on the table didn't uh, we say if, we could do one show as are, long as they're... if they are regular then yeah. okay yeah like if they're not just like a guest appearance but if they're on like the main cast at least for a season right yeah that sound right? Okay. So you do have shows as an option, John. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, we need... Jeez. All right. Um, Samuel L. Jackson was... Actually, I'll make this harder. Uh, so I'm not going to do your, your three, Keenan. Was in Pulp Fiction with John Travolta. Hmm. So is this... I actually have now? a path. That's up to you, <laughs> right? Do you want to go? I. You, you can go for it. All right. John Travolta, John Travolta. Oh, I know. <laughs> Was in The Punisher with Thomas Jane. So, the or we're talking the... That the was Punisher 1, not, not Warzone, right? Warzone yeah. was uh, somebody else. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name. Was I, it Ray, Ray Park? Was it Ray Park? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think Punisher, so. Punisher, Thomas Jane. Okay. Thomas Jane to Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> okay. Huh. Um, you... I could, okay. We could, we could do this, but it would require them to know. So Tom, Thomas Jane to Michael Sarah. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. Of. Yep. And Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Vegan I told movies. you, I told you you had three and you didn't do it. So, <laughs> we're pretty fucked. Okay, so do what you gotta do. Marcus and I were on the same wavelength here. <laughs> We've gotta get it back. So we have a fifty percent success rate here, maybe. It's gonna uh, go through me too. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm gonna keep it in the realm because I feel like that's our best bet here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go Michael Sarah was in Super Bad with Jonah Hill. Okay, that's still doable. Not that's, the person. That's, that's great. That's great. Not the one we wanted, but it's great. 
Oh fuck! I, I, <laughs> don't your, out? I don't see your it out. So <laughs> I think Keenan just found the path. Keenan knows, yep. And but if John doesn't know the path, it would have stopped there anyways. I could see in your face as it just came to you. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, let's. Mm, okay. Thing uh, I can't remember that guy's name. Do, 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 do. Right movie, wrong actor. God, <laughs> yeah, you're you're Damn. one away, basically. Um, so Jonah Hill, I can't. You guys will know his name right away, but Jonah Hill was in. Oh, is it just called the end? Was in the end this with is the end? this is yeah, the this end. is the end with. Um, oh my gosh, the guy that just got canceled. Doable, but I know who you're talking remember. about, James Franco. Yes, James Franco. Okay, okay, okay. Very doable. All right. Very all right, doable. All right. I'll, I'll I'll heat it up. With him. Yes. James Franco was in Pineapple Express with... Should I ruin it? No. We have, we have people that don't know how to get there. Do it. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Okay. Seth Rogen was in Neighbors with Zac Efron. Take it home, Keenan. <laughs> Zach Efron was in High School Musical. Take your pick with Ashley Tisdale. All right. All right. That was 10. That wow. was not bad. That was not bad. I, we could have ended it probably three earlier, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was bad. trying to go Michael Sarah for, for someone to go super bad with to Seth, Seth Rogen. Yeah. yeah. Or you could go with I "This mean, is the end" with Seth Rogen. He was in that. That's team. true. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was yeah. a th- that was that was a clean recovery, though. I like that for sure. Uh, all right, guys. So I guess next we have a serious question that needs to be asked about the cast of Space Jam, and that is who we would bed, wed, or behead. So normally we take three people from this movie. Um, and we choose which of those we would bed, which of those we would be, uh, wed and behead. But I think for this special, should we make them all Looney Tunes? <laughs> I was yes. going to say, yes. for this special, should we make them all Lola like Bunny? Yeah. <laughs> all Lola Bunny. Um, John, since you are the guest, you can take my pick. So I will not pick, but I will do what is uh, – I will make the choice based off of the three that you pick. Gotcha. Keenan, Keenan, who is your pick for Bedwetter Behead? Uh, I'm going to go with Bugs Bunny. All right. I'll go with Granny. (laughs) (laughs) Also, is that just her name? I don't know her name. I think that's just her name. Yeah, I think it's Granny. Granny. All right. For those that have no idea what we're talking about, it's the Granny that is with Sylvester and Tweety Bird that has Tweety Bird in the cage, right? But, yeah. Okay, we're on board. Uh, John, who's your pick? Let's see. Granny and Bugs Bunny. Tweety Bird. Oh, you you took it there. All right. <laughs> we have a rabbit, an old lady, and a bird. <laughs> we're going to get nasty. <laughs> All right. Since I didn't pick, I'm I'm gonna jump right in here, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna wed Granny, um, because 
she doesn't know what's going on a lot of the cartoon here. So if I'm being forced to pick one of these, I would rather pick the person that probably won't be around much longer <laughs> so I can live my rest of my life in harmony. And you get that sweet uh, uh, yes. money at when she passes. <laughs> I'm going to bed bugs, but only for the sole reason that that feels less weird than betting a bird. <laughs> and I'm going to kill Tweety. <laughs> What do you got, Keenan? <laughs> oh, I, I I was 100% different on this. Uh, so I said I would wed Bugs Bunny. Uh, he, he He's going to take care of you. And like, if there's any problems, Bugs Bunny is going to take care of it. He always has an answer. Also, I've seen him in disguise as a lady bunny. And it works. So... <laughs> Uh, role play night <laughs> then with uh, behead I chose granny she, she's on her way out but at this point it's probably just a mercy mercy thing. and then oh I mean, my god poor Tweety <laughs> Tweety Bird I, I'm sorry process of elimination Oof. yikes alright Marcus uh I think this is going to be the first time that I completely agree with Brett. Wow. <laughs> For every reason he just said. That's the, a rotten the, gems first. <laughs> the Tweety Bird thing really grosses me out. <laughs> like the bunny still grosses you out, but not but to that same level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, the granny. Deal with it for a year. <laughs> All right, John, take us home. Uh, I guess I'll be a little different here. So I would wed Bugs Bunny for the reason that Keenan said. Like, that that bunny's going to take care of me no matter what now. He's going to support me, even if it is stealing or literally killing people. We're going <laughs> to figure it out. It's going to be great. Um, I'm going to bed Tweety. I'm, I'm, I, you you agree with Keenan? Okay. <laughs> oh, you there we go. Yeah. You get yeah. it. Yeah. I need you to explain. Yeah. I need you to explain, if not for our listeners, for me. Why would you bed a bird? It's those eyelashes, oh. man. And, <laughs> and, and over a granny that I just I just couldn't like. Sorry, granny. But she's and human. A, <laughs> right, but also also a quick callback for our listeners. John is six foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> and he's betting Tweety Bird a whole 6.7 inches tall. I was thinking tune logic. I don't know what happened. Maybe I got lost in it. <laughs> All right. And Granny gets the, the head. <laughs> that Tweety's yeah. out to make me do something. <laughs> All right. And that is our bed, wed, behead. All right, guys. So now, um, the whole reason we're talking about this movie is it rated poorly with critics. Um, as you recall, it sat at a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. So critics did not like it. So now, we're going to do a little dive here and read our favorite bad reviews of the movie. And let's start with you, John, our guest of the show. What's your bad review you have of Space Jam? Yeah, this review was by Ryan Gilby, and 
actually found it quite hard to find a review that wasn't about like a specific type of the movie. Like there was a lot of 4K out. But it's just all these reviews aren't about what the movie was about, especially this review. It's mainly just bashing how this movie was made to sell things and as well as the obvious plot hole that we talked about with the tune logic. Um, so I just found it where it seems very biased on the review, but that was my bad review. Boo. Bad review. Marcus, what do you got? Um, I got a review from of Rod Dreher, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, from a South Florida Sun Sentinel. Uh, he wrote, Space Jam is not a movie. It's a feature-length infomercial for Michael Jordan Incorporated and a host of related corporations that made their product placement arrangement early. Um, so pretty much what John said, the review was only about how it, this movie... Pretty much was a commercial for Michael Jordan, which, I mean, it kind of was. But it was a very entertaining commercial. And what? does that really take away from the movie if the movie is entertaining? Like, come on. We all ignored that McDonald's in the beginning. That scene that didn't even need to be in there. And, and... I felt like the joke that they... Like, when Stan lists all of his product placements... Yep. I felt like that was part of the joke. Like people were in on it. It wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't like they were trying to be sneaky about it. Yeah. I felt, I felt like that was the safe option just to list all of the sponsors at once. So that way it was like, we know what you're doing, but you can also still get the, the airtime in for them if you needed them. Or if, I don't know if that was a joke or they had to do that contractually. That's like satire, right? Where it's right. like the, uh, I think that's missed by a lot of people when they watch it. All right, Keenan, what do you got? Uh, so I have a, a return critic. It's probably never let me down in the past. I feel like any movie we've done, he's probably given it a rotten score. Uh, James Bernardinelli from Real Views. Uh, and he says something completely different than your critics. I, I just want to I, I want to give him that credit. He doesn't point out the commercialism of this. Uh, he says this movie, which could easily just be called the Michael Jordan Worship Show, plays like a 90 minute homage to his airness selling his virtue. So not a commercial for ads and product placement, but just for Michael Jordan. And I enjoyed every second of it. fair. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess I'll wrap us up with a review from uh, Tim Brayton from, I don't, I've never heard of this publication, but I'm intrigued, Antagony and Ecstasy. Don't know what that is, but I'm interested. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing to note is that this review was made on December 4th of 2016. So well before the, the new Space Jam was in production, someone just watched this movie in 2016 and thought to make this review. But Tim's review says, a mindless feature-length insult to the dignity and perfection of the Looney Tunes. He gave it a 2 out of 10. So that is a 1 out of 5. Oh, great. So 
I guess I have a couple complaints with his review. Do I like the movie still now watching it? Yes. Am I aware that a lot of that is my nostalgia speaking? Yes. Um, did I watch this movie as anything other than a mindless hour and a half? No. To call this movie mindless is doing what it's supposed to do. And an insult saying it's it, it's an insult to the perfection of the Looney Tunes. I'm sorry. Do you think the Looney Tunes are perfect? Like that, that to me is like a, it's just a weird review that he's going to idolize the Looney Tunes as, because, okay, to me, and, it, and I didn't really think about it until watching this, when creating the Looney Tunes, was the height of comedy in the creation of these Looney Tunes giving characters a speech impediment? Like, think about it. Tweety has a speech impediment. Sylvester has a speech impediment. Elmer Fudd has a speech impediment. Daffy Duck has a speech impediment. Like, their big hitters all talk in a certain way that's just, like, limiting them. And it's like, was this the height of comedy? I don't know. I think the Looney Tunes are far from perfect. And that is why Tim Brayton, I have to say, a big resounding, fuck you, <laughs> to this review. Um, but that is just me. If you listeners have any other opinions, please let us know. You can visit our Instagram, Rotten Gems. That's where we're most active. We have a Twitter, I think. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, you're listening to us, obviously, no matter how you're listening to us. We are on all listening platforms. Your uh, Spotify is our, our, our number one most common. But uh, engage us. We, we like to hear what our, our listeners have to say. Um, with that, though, that that is Space Jam, the 1996 comedy that Critics, again, gave a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, critics believe that Michael Bay's Transformers is somehow a better movie than this one. And I got to make sure we're on board here. You guys, Transformers, worst movie, right? Worst Definitely. movie than Space Jam. Oh, I thought you were saying like of all oh. time. I, I, I oh. could probably find worse movies, but yeah, definitely worse than this, Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, or sure. worse than Space Jam. Worse, worse, worse. Um, if you enjoyed us on our nostalgia dive back into 1996, join us next week as we do it again. This time we go a little bit further as we travel back to 1995 for the original Mortal Kombat. Keenan, do you have a quote that would summarize the message of this movie? I told you I would figure it out within the time this podcast ended, and I did it. So... I'm not going to give away who said it because you'll know it right as I start. But uh, in the immortal words, do, 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 do time keeps on slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. That's it. You heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> that is the message of Space Jam 1996. We'll see you all next time when we talk about Mortal Kombat. And for real, what do we always say, fellas? Boom. Get tough acting to Nacton. Thanks, John Madden.
happened. MRI, EKG, X-ray, laser beamed. 